Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everyone, thank you for joining me around the fireside tonight. My name is Joe, and I'm here to tell you a story. A story of heroes and villains. A story of rebuilding a shattered world with good intentions. A story about doing your best and things not always working out. A story about beginnings. Presenting foundation written by me joe fireside i don't normally read my own material but uh, i really hope you enjoy it i thought this was quite an apt thing because a few days ago we hit an absolutely mind-blowing milestone one million lifetime plays one million over the last two years my voice has been heard over a million times from people from 200 different countries all across the world. There are members of the Fireside community from the USA, from the UK, India, Australia, Europe, Africa, Southeast Asia, Japan, and so many other places. This concept is mind-blowing to me. I can't even begin to thank you all for listening. Tales by the Fireside started as a little passion project for me two years ago and all I wanted to do was just help a few people get a bit better sleep and have a little less anxiety. I never dreamed it would be heard by so many people. To mark this occasion, I'm releasing both this, a little story I wrote after getting inspired from something I saw on Facebook, and another personal Wonders by the Fireside called A Matter of Scale. You can listen to that whenever you like, and I would love to know what you think, both of this and of that. To everyone who, in the past, has donated to the show and to our patrons, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. You have helped me keep this show going. To everyone who has contributed stories, emailed me, commented, left a review, or told people they knew about the show, thank you. You've helped me reach a larger number of people than I ever thought possible. 
to everyone who's been active on our Facebook page in the past and created such a wonderful community. Thank you. You've helped provide the passion to keep this show going. To those in my personal life who have stuck by me, inspired me, supported me and kept me on the straight and narrow, thank you. This wouldn't be what it is without you. And to everyone who's listened, thank you. You have brought new meaning to my life and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you. Now, with that long intro out of the way, please get comfortable, let go of the daylight and join me for our story. Foundations by Joe Fireside They didn't call me a superhero when I first started. I didn't claim to be one either. I didn't have a costume or a sponsor or training or a bunch of super friends or anything like that. I was just a kid who had seen my entire world knock down around me. So, in a moment of childish determination and sheer force of belief, I thought I could fix it all. The first emergence of my powers wasn't a huge triumphal moment. There was no adoring crowd, no blinding golden lights, no cacophony of sound. It just sort of happened. It was all pretty underwhelming, really. It was shocking, sure, and a moment I'll never forget. But my destroyed home was still destroyed, albeit in a slightly different order than previously. I had, somehow, managed to rearrange the ruins into some form of coherent structure, somewhat vaguely resembling a house. Then it just crumbled into a pile of rubble again. Moving and recombining stone and earth and steel doesn't matter if you don't know anything about how to stack things up so they don't fall over again. My first attempts all crashed right back down. Force of belief does not always equal positive results. That was my first lesson. Even when I got good at what I did, they still didn't call me a superhero. I still didn't have a costume, but I'd managed to get my hands on every architectural diagram I could and done plenty of practice. I could create quite complex buildings or sculptures out of just a pile of material and could do repair work that would take a whole team of men days in moments. I actually became pretty proud of the things I could do with relatively little effort on my part. The best part of the whole thing was nobody noticed it was me. It was perfect. One minute there was rubble and the next there was a fountain or a house, or a bronze statue, and an equally astounded appearing onlooker in a crowd of astounded onlookers. I then started to show up at the aftermath of battles and skirmishes and bombings, and quietly put buildings back together again. I think, looking back, this was my happiest time. I had no pressures, internal or external, affecting me. I could just do good things for ordinary people. I still remember the way that family looked at me. 
the way their young son offered me his toy aeroplane as thanks for building their home back. It wasn't built the same, but they didn't care. They were happy. I still have that aeroplane in my buried trunk. But it still wasn't right. I had the ability to do so much more. I was restricted to just doing a small house here, a road there, one at a time. I couldn't do much more if I didn't have the exact diagrams for the buildings that were demolished, if the city planners didn't let me have them. All I could do was cobble something crude together. So, I stitched together some costume, something bright and colourful that would catch the attention of the cameras on the scene afterward as I tried to work. I made a point of being obvious as opposed to secretive and even went so far as to make some mini pyrotechnics for extra pizzazz. Look, someone is putting those houses back together. The effect was instantaneous and breathtaking and irreversible. The moment I had grabbed public attention, there were requests for interviews, think pieces and talk shows, each one giving me the platform to ask for the help I so desperately needed. This was my second lesson. I needed people to talk, to know about me. The more, the better. I didn't call myself a superhero or even come up with the name everyone knows me by. I was never very good at that kind of thing. I actually hate being the centre of attention, but once all the attention was on me, I got offers from sponsors and managers of all kinds. One, a Latin girl with long, dark hair down to her waist caught my eye. She introduced herself as just Kelly. I don't have any money. That's all right, she said, her grin showing perfectly straight white teeth. All I need is for you to take on some gigs and give me a cut. Kelly set me up. She got me the costume everyone recognises. She gave me my name. She managed all the PR. She set up interviews. My fame skyrocketed. Before long, I was seeing myself on billboards and cereal boxes. I'd become another superhero. That famous bunch even called to offer me an interview to join their illustrious ranks. But that isn't really my style. But soon, I had access to hundreds of city plans and blueprints. Everything I could possibly want. I had plans to schools, apartment buildings, transport hubs, sanitation facilities. It was fantastic. And I went to work with great enthusiasm. After enough attacks happened and enough buildings were destroyed, I learned the schematics well enough to be able to do my job without even needing the reference material. I practiced and practiced and practiced all manner of different projects. After a few years, I could rebuild a tower in a matter of minutes and a city in a matter of days. My powers evolved as my understanding did. Soon, I could feel the layout of the building just by touching it, and then, with a bit more practice, just by touching the rubble. I no longer needed plans, just my own hands and my intuition. It's difficult to explain. The structures spoke to me. I can't think of another way to put it. I just learned to speak the language more and more fluently. The gigs were simple, 
just fixing up hero bases after they'd gotten wrecked in attacks, or civil buildings that were destroyed by rebel insurgents. Feel good work that paid well. Intuition is the key to success. That's the third lesson, and I learned it the hard way. The problem started with the homeless thing. I was between projects and itching to use my skills more. Creating homes for the homeless seemed like the perfect feel-good project to flex on. It was for the first few weeks. Then came the backlash. City dwellers crying foul, saying they hadn't agreed to an enormous den of undesirables in their back gardens. There were protests, the mums of suburbia holding up signs about drug dealers and criminals. In the end, it wasn't my choice. Eventually, the city mandated that I deconstruct my shelter, or they would do it for me. Regretfully, I took it down. I did not look in the eyes of the people that had sheltered there, as they had to leave, and go on their way. I felt wrong. Very wrong. It was the same story in every area I tried to build shelters in afterwards. Can we just buy the land to build them houses? I asked Kelly. She clicked her perfect teeth. Sorry, there are laws against building new things in the city. You need council approval to start a new construction project. Why? Well, there are already too many empty houses, she said, matter-of-factly. I stared. What? Then let's just buy those and put people in them. You don't have that much money, she pointed out. Not when you've been giving it away every year. Also, it's not a very sound business move and it wouldn't do as much good as you think. Just think of the effect on the market and your bank balance. That's not why I fired Kelly, but it was the first time I thought of it. Opinions started to turn against me when I began using my interviews and platform to talk about this problem, to demand permission to build or otherwise help. Exasperation turned to hostility when I started to reshape the landscape to be kinder to the unhoused, when I created caves in parks where people could easily shelter, or made every bench large and soft so that anyone could have a place to sleep. They really didn't like that. Laws and policies passed, all regulating the number of alterations one was allowed to make to public property, about how many changes I was allowed to make as I was reconstructing a city. The fines for going off plan and making alterations started to pile up and up. Firing Kelly didn't help. My good reputation was as much her work as mine, but after what she said about me, I couldn't. I just couldn't. I learned not to read the scathing opinion pieces on me. That was the hardest lesson yet. Of course, it really hit the fan when I stopped the mid-construction of the stadium. The dispossessed families, hundreds upon hundreds of them, cowering and living in squalor in a makeshift shantytown, disease and malnourishment running rampant among them. It made me sick. All pushed aside so they could build this behemoth. And so I stood there for the next 48 hours, deconstructing every single thing they tried to put on their ill-gotten land. And then they sent the heroes to stop me. You're insane, they said. 
the same heroes who, a few years earlier, wanted me to join their ranks. They evicted a hundred families for this, I spat. These were people's homes. It's disgusting that it is allowed for the government to do that, much less for a stadium, for entertainment. I noticed how none of those heroes even so much as looked at the poor people on the other side of the double security fences. Due to my name and my good actions of the past, I was allowed to leave without being hurt too badly. And I did. The thing that really caused it all to end was when I was contracted to rebuild yet another base. It was a simple enough decision. I found out that they had been building drones and firing them on civilians. That, at this base, the military has been building surveillance technology that would be able to monitor every single person in the country at every moment, with no oversight, and be able to fire upon them with impunity the moment that suspicious activity was detected. The anger at this betrayal of trust, this abuse of my work, my creations, flared within me. It made me rethink every base I had built in the past. I'd been doing this for years. How much had I helped with these evil ideals? My mind raced back to some of the oddities of the constructions, and new light was cast upon them. Years and years of my life. Just what impact had I had? How many people had I helped destroy through my good intentions? I made a decision. No, I told them. You've already signed your contract. But, instead of dignifying that with a reply, I transmuted the entire area into the rockiest, most impossible terrain I could manage. Every trick I had learned over the years to make the land easier to build on, I reversed, turning what had once been the base into a precarious canyon of jagged, diamond-hard steel, nearly impossible to remove or build on. The heroes were much less understanding this time, and me, never being any good at fighting, was over quickly. They don't call me a superhero now. Here I am, behind bars, in an incredibly high security facility. One of the highest. I should know, I built it. I glance over the think pieces and the profiles and the reports on how the world's most beloved hero fell from grace. Speculation about being seduced by evil, succumbing to greed or descending into madness. It's funny, really. These are all things I've heard about the villains that came before me. It's enough to make anyone wonder about these people. If perhaps they had been misjudged too. The sheer number of articles on my downfall is quite astounding. People I have only a passing relationship with have come out with intimate details on my internal environment of mania and degeneracy. But that's alright, I realise after the sting of it fades away. That was the second lesson, after all. More than anything, I need people to be talking. The more people, the better. And for all the bitterness in these words, I come to the grim realisation that people will never stop talking. 
once I have thought things through, I decide, finally, that I am ready. They will never stop talking, so why not give them something to really talk about? I take a deep breath, and then another. And then I stand up. The steel of my cell melts away. After all, there isn't really any prison that can contain me. No earth, stone or metal can withstand my will. I walk slowly out, the security cameras twisting and contorting around me. The alarm begins to blare, the lights begin to flash, the sound of boots echo down the hallway, coming towards me. My legacy as the world's greatest supervillain begins with a left turn down the hallway, towards where the other villains are kept. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.